Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Friday, July 24th. You know what I forgot to mention yesterday? Can't even believe it. But as of the close of trading on Wednesday evening, the S&P 500 was up on the year. Unbelievable. 1.4%. I know that pales in comparison to the NASDAQ, which is up, you know, 19, 20%, but it's unbelievable. It's hard to imagine we're in a pandemic and markets are up. Again, just to reiterate, the stock market this second is not reflective of what is going on in the economy. The economy still is under enormous pressure. We're going to hear about that, you know, in the days to come as we start to have some data points around what's gone on in the South and the West in terms of closures and what's happened to the economy. Here's what we know so far, and that is that the first quarter growth contracted by 5%. Next week, we're going to get some information about the second quarter. It's going to be horrible. It's on an annualized basis, a 20 to 30% drop. It's going to look awful. The thing is that we thought we were going to have a a real big bounce coming into the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Now, maybe the bounce isn't going to be so big. So don't get too crazy. Don't get hyper-focused on the stock market. Don't get hyper-focused on anything except what's going on in your financial life. Okay? Fair enough? Fantastic. Good. Let's get to your questions. If you do have a financial question, just send us an email. The email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. This is a question from AC who wants to know, how likely is it that the economy is going into a period of moderate inflation? I'm a senior. The bulk of my net worth is invested in various equities and managed funds. The rest is in a condo, no mortgage. I may want a newer car. I may want to finish the basement of this home. I'm afraid that if I go all or partially to cash, the value could be lost to inflation and I'll still have to pay taxes on any gains. Thanks, AC. All right. First of all, moderate inflation. I think we're in a period of low inflation. I guess that there's a part of me that says, like, don't worry about this. On the other hand, I need to know kind of what the the numbers are to make a determination as to what would be best for you. In other words, if you've got a whole bunch of money and you need to finish your basement, then do it. And if you are in equities and managed funds, then, you know, it would be okay for you to have peel some money off and do what you need to do. Inflation is not a big worry right now when you go through a huge upheaval that's deflationary in nature. So I wouldn't worry about inflation right now. On the other hand, you still have to have your money grow faster than the rate of inflation, and it's hard to do that. AC, you're going to want to tune into our weekend conversations with Kathy Jones. She's going to talk about bonds, and we'll talk a little bit about how that could play a role in your own portfolio. Okay, Janine writes, thank you so much for your show. I listen every day on my noontime walk. Oh, that's very nice. Okay. Janine says, my husband, 65, recently retired, now in the process of rolling over his company 401k into an IRA. It's going into a money market account at Vanguard. Due to these uncertain times, we're thinking he should dollar cost average back into the market, but not sure how much, how fast. It's about $525,000. Okay. 
I'm still working two more years. My salary will pay the bills. We will not be touching the money for several more years. We're going to hold out to age 70 for Social Security benefits. Oh, and yes, we do have two years of cash in an emergency fund. Part of me thinks we should go ahead and put in the full 30% immediately into our bond funds, then dollar cost average the rest into our index funds. You answered a similar question and mentioned doing the math to calculate getting all the money in by the end of the year. Can we stretch our dollar cost averaging math out for 12 to 18 months? Not sure the reasoning behind the end of year strategy. Appreciate your great advice and looking forward to your suggestions. Thanks, Janine. P.S. Stay safe, wash your hands, and do something nice for somebody. I think your voice will be in my head long after coronavirus is gone. I love it. Oh, very nice. There is no magic solution about end of year. I'll tell you why I say end of year, because usually if you don't give people a stop date, they'll futz around with their strategy and not get it executed. If you're truly going to implement dollar cost averaging, Janine, what you should be doing is dollar cost averaging into all asset classes that you plan to use. Because if you just pick bonds, I think that you really run into a very specific challenge, and that is... If the bond funds start to do really well, you're not going to want to do put the money in the stock funds. And theoretically, just managing a portfolio, you should have your whole strategy working in tandem. So I think that what you should do is you pick some time frame that you feel comfortable with. By the way, just to consider this, because you don't need the money anytime soon, I think you may want to get the money invested sooner rather than later because essentially dollar cost averaging, it does help prevent against a market meltdown immediately. But over the long term, actually putting the full lump sum to work is probably mathematically much more likely to reap benefits. If it freaks you out, no problem. I think you ought to really consider trying to put this money to work as as quickly as you can. Leave it alone, not worry about it. Victoria writes, subject, is $500,000 enough to retire with? Okay, this is a radio show listener who listens every Sunday morning. On my drive home from work between, you ready for this, 2 a.m. and 2.30 a.m. Oh, my God. I have set three personal goals towards retirement. The first, pay off my mortgage, which I did last October. Fantastic. Congratulations. Second goal, pay off my installment loan on my car, which is currently at $27,500, going to be paid off in four years with $575 monthly payments. Great. My third goal, to have a half a million dollars in my 401k at retirement. I currently have $350,000. I'm contributing 5% to my 401k. My employer is matching 50%. I also contribute 5% to a Roth 401k. My Current salary is $65,000 before taxes. How about that, guys? Just for everyone listening, when you say, oh, I can't put any more money away, on 65 grand, 10% is what we're seeing Victoria do, okay? Victoria continues, my current monthly expenses are $2,200 per month beyond my car payments. So essentially, we've got uh, 22, about 2,800 bucks a month. I have a rainy day fund of $15,000. I am also in my father-in-law's will to receive 20% of his estate valued at $3 million. Is $500,000 in my 401k a realistic amount to retire with? (sighs) I'm going to go backwards, okay? 
let's just think about this. Let's say that you have $500,000, okay? And you want to generate income from that. That will generate about 15 grand a year. That's great, okay? That that will certainly get you a good ways toward your total expenses. So if you figure about 1200, some of it is taxable, so it's not exact. So let's just say that your 401k and your Roth 401k together can generate somewhere around a thousand bucks a month. And now we just have to do $1,100 a month. Well, some of that will be social security, which is great. And then on top of that, I hate to do this based on your, um, your father-in-law, but you know, you, you say you're in the will. So let's just presume that's the case. That's another $600,000. So to me, looks like you're in pretty darn good shape, Victoria. I mean, I think you're good. I think this is just fine. Okay, I need to catch my breath, get a little coffee, and then we're going to come back. So right now, a quick word from our friends at Policy Genius. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, you are back. It's Jill on Money. Remember, if you've got a financial question, you can always go to our website, jillonmoney.com. We've got a contact button there, and you can also sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It's fantastic. Mark does it. It's every Friday. Good stuff. So check it out. All right. Jan writes, I'm over 50, so I understand I can contribute up to $7,000 to my Roth IRA annually. But can I also roll over from my traditional 401k to the same Roth in the same year? If so, is there a limit? Okay, so there's a difference between contributing and converting a old retirement account to a Roth, okay? But I just want to make sure I understand from your perspective what's going on here. Because if you have an active 401k, a traditional 401k that you are contributing to, you may not be able to do an in-service withdrawal. So I just want to make sure that we're talking about the right terminology here. So if you are converting, maybe you don't work at this place anymore, um, you would then go from a 401k probably to an IRA rollover or that you can do a little bit at a time, but you've got to check with your plan to see if they will allow that because it's a lot of the rules. Yeah, I learned this from Ed Slot a lot of the rules that are established by the federal government are then subject to your own company's rules. So you, you want to check that out. John writes, I have five years left on a $100,000 home equity line of credit with a balance of $97,000. The uh, interest is 3.13%. Should I convert to a mortgage now with rates being so low? My FICO score is 750. Okay. Two things. Yeah, it might make it a lot more worth your while to do that right this second, but I need to know more about what's going on, John. Is there a mortgage that is outstanding in addition to the home equity loan? Is there a need for you to do anything else? Do you need to do some work in the house? Are you going to stay in the house? Yes, you'll get a lower rate, but you know you only have five years left on the home equity line of credit. So we could use a little bit more information. It's worth checking out, especially if you have an existing loan in addition to the home equity loan. 
Okay, that is it. Now, we have such a big weekend planned for you. It's going to be great because we have Kathy Jones, Senior Vice President, Chief Fixed Income Strategist at Charles Schwab. So what's really cool about this, we're going to talk about bonds, we're going to talk about the economy, and we're going to talk about how we both share a love of the world of fixed income because it makes so much more sense than the equities market. So that said, if you have a financial question, if you have an economic question, if you have a tax question, because, you know, we're coming into the second half of the year of an investment question, just shoot us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And of course, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment, could you leave us a review and a rating? It really helps us out. And remember, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, do something nice for somebody else. Put your hands on someone's back. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. 